So hi, one of the Good Noise Podcasts. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with... Hi, Keith. And? John. And Gooey. And we're parting. And we're going to ask him some questions today. I'm going to start... Uh, so what inspired you guys to start the band, and what does the band name mean? Um, okay, I guess I could take this one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, we, what inspired the band? Uh, well, Gooey and I have been in bands before. And ben and I have played a lot before. John and I have been bands before, so we just wanted to do a band together. Um, we all live in different states. Well, John and I live in Michigan, but everybody else lives in different states. Mm-hmm. And so this started as an online project, uh, a la postal service, where we'd record some stuff, send some stuff to uh, other people. Um, and But then we found out since we live close enough, we could actually get together live too. So yeah, that's kind of how it started. All right. <laughs> Solid. And, and the, the band. band name, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, well, so the last band I was in had a very ridiculous name. It was called Empire Empire. I was a lonely state, which is very, very long, and uh, kind of hated telling people the band name because it was so long, <laughs> and I have to explain it every time. So I really wanted a band that was short um, and had like a you know succinct meaning. You know, parting is what it is. You know, parting. You know. We had to get on in on the Ing band name craze. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the big money train, the Ing, the Ing craze. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, so congratulations on your newest release, Unmake Me. How do you feel about the response to it so far? I think people are digging it. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I've only heard uh, good things about it. Um, no one's come out of their gone out of their way to tell me they. <laughs> well, That's Gooey, good. Gooey has. Gooey said a lot of bad stuff about it. I had a lot of bottled up stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we just finished chatting about it like not even ten minutes ago, ten minutes ago and, we, yeah. we, and we both liked it. So. We did, yeah. yeah that's a praise. Uh, you can lie to you. us. That's okay. No, no. no we don't lie. No. Uh, no. So, is there any meaning behind the album name or the cover art? Mm-hmm. Um, the album name is actually a reference to um, an Adventure Time scene, where oh. uh, yeah, where Lemon Grab um, passes a note to um, Princess Bubblegum with saying "Unmake Me." Mm-hmm. So we kind of we kind of <clears throat> how long everybody how long did it take us to finally agree on an album name? Uh, I think we were. I think that was the leader of the pack for most of the time since you recommended it i think we were just like yeah it sounds good yeah like i don't i don't remember any other suggestions <laughs> i don't yeah. remember talking about it yeah was, that was going to be my next question was what were the runner-ups <laughs> and it, yeah, like there weren't there were, it, was, it was an executive decision made by keith <laughs> <laughs> i don't remember true. agreeing to it but i i also probably did and i just forgot my only <laughs> comment was it reminded me of incubus like a combination of me and make yourself so that's good. Yeah. 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 That's oh. Not as good as a hubu stink, but <laughs> um but anyway, uh yeah, no, we kinda had a uh we have a group chat and we just everyone's pitching name after name after name and we kinda went through a, a long list of names and it was the first one that nobody was unopposed to. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's right. good. So, that's a good way to decide. Um yeah. yeah, as for the album art, um so yeah. I used to be in a band called Anna Flyway a very long time ago. And I had wanted to use this ceramic swan. It's like a, it's a jewelry holder. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom was a, um, a teacher and she was an at-risk um, reading teacher. So she would tutor kids and they would come 
and you know learn how to read or whatever and one time one of them gave her that gift and it's just like a you know like a, a cheap teacher gift or whatever like a nice you know, like a little bobble or whatever and she was interested but i was like oh this is cool but then i went into my closet and i forgot about it for probably 10 or 15 years you know as one does mm -hmm. and yeah. then my parents were moving um and we were cleaning up the closet and uh, i found it i was like oh hey this is awesome and this is about the time that we were looking for um elbow mart and kind of pitching stuff back and forth with that too and um I pitched that to everybody and kind of the same process. No one was super unopposed to it. <laughs> and so I took a picture of it. And then Ben's brother, Andy, is super, super talented um, with uh, graphic arts. And so he's the one who really uh, put the whole package together. So after that, you know, he made it actually look nice. So Keith, that story makes me feel really bad about suggesting to smash it as a joke. <laughs> oh, oh my God. It was a joke. It was a joke, I assure yeah. you. Pretend, pretend like you didn't hear that story. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. Would the smashed like, piece been the album art? Would you have made that the album art? Or well, did you just want to break it? We're, we're, I was pitching it as a, a joke idea mm -hmm. uh, because we just shot a music video uh, this past weekend. And uh, we were trying to come up with ideas on, on what to do with that. And so we, we thought about incorporating the swan. And uh, Keith was like, what should we do with the swan? And I said, well, let's just smash it on the concrete. <laughs> you still can. I would assume that one was opposed by at least Keith. Yeah. <laughs> I conveniently forgot it at home. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I forgot it, guys. Yes, we can't smash it. Oh, no. Uh, so can you guys tell me a little bit about your writing process for this record? It was pretty fun. <laughs> cool. we so for a while so we sending tracks um contracts yeah. back and forth and then because we didn't know we didn't know if like when we would ever be able to practice so we started sending just guitar tracks back and forth keith would send a riff and i would put leads on it and then uh eventually we got together and jammed them out um at least the first three songs but um the ones after that we kind of wrote in studio pretty much Okay. In, in yeah. and after studio. Yeah. <laughs> well, the funny thing is this was meant to be a, a seven inch. So we were going to have four songs on it. Mm -hmm. But then um, there's a compilation. So I don't know. It's pretty common for a compilation to be pitched and proposed and for it never to happen, right? Mm -hmm. um, we were pitched to, uh, to be in a compilation um, around the time we were recording this. And so we wrote an extra song for that. And then um, we were in the studio and uh which was actually just at our house <laughs> the, our studio engineer came out and and kind of made our home into a studio anyway he, yeah which is really cool but yeah so so anyway um this is really funny but i happened to have a wedding to go to that night that, that i kind of had forgotten about <laughs> oh <laughs> right so okay so but drums were, went first right drums and then bass mm -hmm. and I, I remember like it was the morning of us recording and everybody had gotten there the night before um, except for Ben. Um, but we had, um, and I was like, I've always wanted to write a, a song in studio. Um, mm -hmm. And so while they were getting drum takes and getting ready for John to record the drums, I sat down for like 10 minutes, wrote and recorded a song, took a shower, and then went to the wedding. And by the time that I came back from the wedding, the song was done. Whoa. <laughs> so it was pretty cool. Well, you yeah. sent, me the, sent me the demo as I was driving up from Ohio, and I listened to it, and I was like, Okay, I got a vocal line for this. <laughs> I wrote it in the car on the way to the studio. 
Whoa. Do you guys usually move that fast with writing or was that just kind of like a one-off? I mean, that's how it's gone so far. Yeah, so far, yeah. Well, I mean, it's interesting because we've all been in a bunch of bands before and also toured with each other. And so I think we've got a good, at least for this, we got a good process. And I would just like crank out a song, send it to Ben and he would just, you know, put his lead down and then, um, do we write his bass part, the bass part, and then um, John would come to practice and just jam it out and move on to the next one. So it was kind of fast. So. <clears throat> oh, all right. Well oiled machine. Yeah. Nice. Faster than I think previous bands we've been in together and stuff. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Um, so I know you guys just said most of the songs are written lightning quick, but what song <laughs> out of all those took the longest to write, and which ones are your personal favorites? Probably the one that we did after took the longest you mean yeah just because we had we had to like discuss how we wanted it to come together just like it was like more a concept than it was like all of us writing a song we wanted to add one more song to make it more of a full release um but we couldn't get together to record the drums so we decided to um do more studio based program drums and add other things um that we probably wouldn't have come up with on our own mm-hmm. together. Um, so we kind of fleshed it out and just Keith sent a riff and, and then we had to figure out how it was going to come t- together. Um, and then we had to figure out who, who was writing the lyrics and who was, who, who was singing what, and then we decided to both sing together. So yeah, that yeah. one's there a lot more decisions to be made on that one than any of the other ones since, since we kind of had, time together with those ones and and apart so uh those ones is just like without hearing it from anybody else and just sort of sending things back and forth everyone sort of had a little bit of input on what to do and what to change and you know how to mix everything Mm -hmm. yeah the the one i'm referring to i'm just saying no it's called he's obviously beekeeping age and so what happened is okay so again so this was intended to be a seven inch so four songs Mm -hmm. then that comp fell through so that was another song and then we wrote another song in the studio and that was six songs and that kind of booted out of the seven inch range and so we we're like well we've got more space to fill but this was um you know we couldn't possibly get together for that so we just you know proposed that other song and ben did the programming for it so he did a, a drum machine and like synth stuff and i played trumpet on it in addition to it um we, you know, because we, we really thought about making this, we wanted to make it a full length once we were super close, but it just wasn't possible, you know, just to get together and to finish it. So we kind of were like, mm-hmm. well, at least we can have one more song to kind of make the album a little bit longer, mm-hmm. you know, and justify it being on a 10 inch, using up the space. <laughs> yeah. So was yeah. that kind of like where your head was at while you're writing it? Were you like kind of thinking about also putting it on vinyl as well? Like what size it's going to wind up on? Cause you keep on referring to that. Like it was going to be a seven yeah. inch and now like, Oh look, we, we got more space now. Let's write more songs kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I run County Lucky Stars, which is the record label that it's on. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm consciously either writing as a band or talking to other bands about their um, albums, length is always something that you have to keep in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and 10, 10 inches are really cool, but they're really impractical. Um, they cost more than 12 inches because mm. um, yeah, it's not not people do it's not it's not standard i mean i honestly i tried to avoid doing attendance personally (laughs) but it was either include all these songs um and get the release out way way sooner or you know hold on to it 
and make it a full length, but we didn't know possibly when we could get together. And then the pandemic hit, and then it was not possible at all to get together. And so we were like, okay, we've got these songs. Let's move forward and, and kind of, you know, finish those. Okay. So. And then for the other half of the question, which one is your personal favorite? You guys go round table on this. Mm-hmm. John, go first. <laughs> all right. Every, everyone think of song names, what the actual song names are. Oh, no. <laughs> I, th- I, think, I I do actually have to. I I know I mine. Think, I think my favorite. My mine is after the fact. I think. Mm-hmm. Mine's probably <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm the same Last as. Song on the album. Mm-hmm. That's that's the one we wrote like, uh, in studio, and I I think I just I had the most fun with that one because it was like, like the other ones were cool. You know, they were more traditional in writing but it was cool to just be like don't fully know what the song's gonna sound like <laughs> and so like okay i you know i know they're basic parts but then it was like adding the bass before there was really like all the other stuff fully set in stone so it felt mm-hmm. kind of cool and i like the i kind of like the simplicity of that song too where it's just lot, like yeah there's a lot of space in it so we could make it sound really big mm-hmm. yeah a lot of um, a lot of dynamics to it yeah, speaking of dynamics, I think really mine would be either Jesse Eisenberg or Stapler's Monster. Jesse Eisenberg was the first song that we wrote, and I think it just came together so quickly. And mm-hmm. I just love the <clears throat> when when we were recording it and writing vocals, um, I sent everybody the vocal track that I did for it, and Ben was like, "Hey, do you mind if I you know add harmonies to these you know recordings, whatever?" I was like, "Man, go ham on it!" And so the entire album, Ben is like the king of harmonies, and so he added a bunch of harmonies everywhere. And I think that really like fleshed it out. But we kind of like to say that um, Jesse Eisenberg is like our like announcement, like, hey, we're here. This is like, this is what we can do, you know? And it kind of just like kicks right in. And the other one is for Stapler's Monster, some cheating and and, and doing two. Okay. (laughs) Is that we, um, that song was actually shorter um, when we recorded it. Um, There's like an instrumental break where it just cuts the guitar. Um, And we decided since we had the extra space, when we moved it to a 10 inch, apparently I was talking about length again. <laughs> but like when, we, when we moved it to a 10 inch, we're like, we can kind of expand the song when we were writing the lyric. We sort of felt um, it kind of needed more space. Mm-hmm. So we were able to edit uh, a longer ending to it. And I think that that really grew into like a kind of a beautiful song and it kind of um, changes the pacing for the entire album. So it's not all upbeat. It kind of you know, slows down there and gives everything more variation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Solid. Um, since you brought up the track, I wanted to ask, what was the meaning behind naming a track after Jesse Eisenberg? Because oh. I, I love him. He's great. But why would you name him? Yeah, because I, I saw it. I meant to bring it up on the podcast, but I just forgot. Um, but like, what, what, what was the thought process behind that? I feel um, like it's not as ex- as exciting as you would hope. <laughs> no, I, I really like the story. I think it's okay. Funny. Okay. Yeah, my, um, when we were recording it, like I said, we were recording it at my house, mm-hmm. and um, I have a daughter, um, and she was watching Rio too. Actually, Rio too. That's oh, okay. To know, right? I didn't know there was a two. Yeah, there's a two. I think there's three. <laughs> three. <laughs> yeah, you got some catching up to do. No. Oh, Don't quote me. Don't quote me. Okay. Um, but yeah, um, and we were watching. You know, we were watching. She was watching Rio, so we all kind of sat down and watched it. It was one of those things where like. We weren't invested at all, and then as soon as we sat down, we're like, "Oh yeah, let's let's watch this movie." Yeah, and we all like watch uh, the you know the rest of the movie, 
and just we're just kind of joking around about like you know <laughs> stupid song names and jesse eisenberg is is the one we we pulled from that so it's jesse eisenberg's character is a bird he's yeah. a bird. yeah yeah wow well that's great <laughs> that's not what i expected at all but that's, that's wonderful thank you for sharing that that's our plug for rio too go watch rio when jesse eisenberg watches this because you know that he will and listens to of this course. you know yeah of course do a we'll tag with us we're ready we, we talked about naming all our songs after jesse eisenberg movies but that joke got old, I guess, for some people after a while. Yeah. The other conversation uh, was naming every song Jesse Eisenberg, but having different uh, different accents or different... Uh, yes, that's right. Like, Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> yeah, or Jesse Eisenberg. In, in our early demos, we, we did that when we would announce... Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. That's oh, my amazing. God. That must have been so chaotic, trying to be like, oh, yeah, we should change this to Jesse Eisenberg. That's why, that's why like we that don't part. know the song titles. Oh, my God. <laughs> you wow. just want different variation. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, so can you guys tell me where Headspace was at while you were creating this record? Uh, 2019. Yeah, yeah. We re- we recorded it all in 2019, so it feels like wow. forever ago. Yeah. We we're just thinking about how great next year was gonna be. <laughs> 2020 was gonna be the year, you know. Oh ouch. Um, I think that you know, um I was really wanting to I hadn't been in an active musical project for um a number of years it's i think the last thing i recorded and released had came out seven years ago so it was a super long time yeah and i had a bu- we had a bunch of bands miscellaneous bands and it just didn't work and so i just wanted to do something that if we at least got a record out of it then i'd be happy and happily mm-hmm. you know we're all you know feeling really good about everything and so we're already uh, we're about to you know start writing a full length so things are kind of full steam ahead yeah oh yeah uh so what band or artist influence do you think you can hear the most on this album for me i think it's um a knapsack is one of my favorite bands of all time and mm-hmm. kind of like the, the like upbeat driving melodic stuff that's a huge influence for me um my, my previous band that actually gooey was in uh empire uh i ended up doing like a lot of looks lower stuff but that was because it was a solo project turn full band and i tend to write a lot of slower stuff when it comes to uh writing by myself but since this was like a collaborative effort it felt right to do like more upbeat kind of stuff that and like the get up kids so those those are the and promise are huge influences so you guys can take a crack that we yeah i think i drew some like the faster uh, songs that we have on the record, I drew inspiration probably a lot from the Promise Ring. Um, the slower stuff, honestly, um, like the the Empire stuff, like um, the the slower stuff that they were doing. Like I don't know, I've, I've never been in a band like this before, um, and so sort of drawing inspiration on on the predecessors of of emo revival, I, I was kind of like ma- matching some of that stuff with you know whatever Keith and Ben were doing, like. However, they were sort of, sort of trying to direct the song. I was, you know, drawing inspiration from those those older bands that you know I'd listened to forever. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I played with Keith before in a previous band, and um, you know the songs were more upbeat. But there's a lot of like, there's some parts that kind of gave me a similar feeling. So I was kind of just used to 
kind of writing in that same style because when i when we played in empire empire i was i didn't it, this was i didn't write any songs so mm-hmm. it was like learning to play keith's parts so i was inspired by keith i guess <laughs> no I, um and i mean i play in annabelle with ben but we've never we'd never actually written i, I haven't written anything for that band yet mm. either so but so this was kind of exciting to like uh like finally actually write with yeah. two people I've played in bands with for years now actually yeah. Yeah. I'd also like to say that uh, dur- during the process I did draw a lot of inspiration from Gooey he and I <laughs> we uh, we connected on some stuff like uh, when we when we were playing together like I don't know did you did you think so Gooey I don't know like there were a few times like I would look over at you and I'd be like oh yeah this is this is right <laughs> it's like lightning strike that was the doctor the cherry the berry dr the cherry oh yeah the dark the, the berry ba- dark berry cher- uh, dr pepper which we think in our liner notes in case you'd like to know. <laughs> oh my god wow uh, the, can we, what's the full name of that far from spider-man home? far from home was that it was like a promotional spider-man dr pepper wow it tasted, it tasted like bad uh cough syrup it was not good oh. at all. So then we dared each other to drink it instead of actually enjoying it. <laughs> oh my gotta, God. That's the obvious. We got to start recording around that next Batman movie so we can drink the Mountain Dew Riddler's brew. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, we only record around um, um, like no, uh, promotional no, pop. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for, yeah, me, okay. for me, it was thinking about how we were going to attack the, the dual vocals. So I, I was thinking about like bands like Rainer Maria and Anniversary, how to, you know, how two voices can kind of mesh, but sound like one at the same time. So mm-hmm. uh, those are some of the bands in, in our ilk that I was uh, trying from a little bit. Solid. All right. Uh, so this one should be super, super quick. Off the top of your heads, I want you to describe this record for new listeners in three words. All of you have to do it. Empire Annabelle Dowsing. <laughs> That's so cheap. That's what I cheap. thought of. Dang it. Come on. Okay, I got it. Jesse Eisenberg approved. I'm okay. assuming. I like that. I like I'm that. assuming he's going to love it. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> have you tried adding him on Twitter? <laughs> Not yet. All right. You, you got to ammo to do. We we're going to wait for the record to come out, actually. Okay. So you can <laughs> send him a free one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. That's good. Doing it, John? Yeah. Evo oh. revival, oh. revival. Evo <laughs> revival, revival. Okay. Straight up banger. So true. So true. Yeah. So true. Yeah. Um, yeah. So in that same train of thought, is there a certain feeling you want listeners to have while going through the album? Hmm, that's a good question. Thank you. We thought of it ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> I want them to feel like, wow. Those bass parts are sick. <laughs> okay. Sick bass parts. Sick bass parts. Man, these bass parts. Groovy, bro. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I think I think each song has kind of a little bit of a story to it. So, I mean, I, the last Empire stuff I did was incredibly literal stuff. Um, so, it was, I had tried to paint a picture so you could just kind of picture yourself there. Mm-hmm. And for these lyrics, it kind of pulled back a little bit. And um, I haven't written nonfiction lyrics in a really long time. Um, and so I, I wrote nonfiction lyrics mostly for this stuff to kind of 
you know, let people kind of paint their own picture and feel, you know, kind of connect to it. So um, on a personal note, we just actually got an email um, from somebody um, saying that they had lost their father to um, mm. cancer. Um, and the first song deals with, uh, you know, kind of uh, when, when um, Jesse Eisenberg is about when a loved one, you know, goes to the hospital and their, their body kind of goes through those changes, um, you know, and, and they, they kind of they end up passing away. And, and just to kind of, you know, the metaphor, meta, can't talk, but the um, metamorphosis that the body kind of goes through, you know, when it, when it gets sick. Mm -hmm. um, and and they, they wrote and said that, um, you know, really connected with them and I love them to kind of, you know, really live that, but like in a, in a positive light. Um, and so I guess that kind of stuff is what we're looking for, you know. I mean, that's a very grand emotion that I wouldn't, you know, hope to elicit in everybody. But, you know, if you can kind of, you know, connect with that, you know, that feeling of loss and, and grief in that song. And, you know, each song kind of has a little. But the second song is my anti-work song. I had an awful, 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 awful human being of a boss. And I quit that job. As you um, should. Yeah. Um, and... It's also the first time that I've ever used the F word in a song. I have like <gasps> recorded like, you know, 60, 70, 80 songs in my life. So kids never yeah. Pardon me? I hope the kids never hear that song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of just, I'll just talk. When when I'm showing them the song, it's like talk during that part so they can't do it. <laughs> no, but like that. So I mean like I think everybody can connect with that feeling. I mean, most people had jobs that suck and bosses that suck. Um, so this each song has a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of us in it that I hope that people get a chance to, you know, put their own experiences into. Mm -hmm. Anybody else want to add anything? Yeah, there is. It is like a variety of like feelings and and like sort of subjects. And just to kind of restate, like, like there's stuff you can pick from it that uh, you can like sort of think like, like oh this is a very like kind of literal line but like a lot of the songs themselves have like the lyrics are they're kind of a little bit more ab abstract and you can kind of yeah like there there is some that just like read like a like a fictional kind of poem or something like that and, uh, yeah so i think you can kind of draw your own meaning from it but then also it's also from my perspective like kind of knowing keith and ben it's kind of interesting to be like, oh, I think I, I think I know what this line's about or what this feeling is. So, hmm. solid, right? Uh, so, where do you guys see the band in the next five years? It's <laughs> yeah, a long time. Well, we'll have our <laughs> second release out. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, my... I would not take that long. <laughs> Judging by the right, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's a five-year plan. What did you say? What happened? This is our five-year plan. Oh, yeah. Our five-year oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> five business plan right now. We, we failed to to hash that out this weekend when we were <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I, th I mean, I, th I would just like to keep writing and, and, you know, hopefully it comes easy and we can kind of challenge each other and write more interesting things and we're still happy doing it. Um, it's it's a bit weirder because we're all um, a, a little bit older. We've all been in a bunch of bands before, yep. so I don't you know I don't think that we're gonna be like unless something crazy happens like you know ultimate 
road warriors, but we're all, all the time. So, you know, just play some, I mean, our first show, we haven't even played a show yet, which is mostly because of the pandemic, right? But yeah. like, we have not played a show yet. So I'd like to, in five years, I'd like to play at least one show. <laughs> okay. <All right>. okay. <laughs> at least one. <laughs> so this is high, yeah. <laughs> um, so for the last couple of questions, we're going to shift away from music and go straight to death row. Boom. So, if you were on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? You know what's sad is I have a ready answer for this. Talked about, <laughs> talked about it. Before. We actually talked about this weekend, yes. Um, there's an amazing sub shop around here called uh, Big John's. Um, really, really good. It's a, a Michigan, cha- I guess there's a chain, there's like a handful of them. Um, started in Flint. Um, and I would like a the super steak and cheese and mushrooms and uh, Dr Pepper. That's that's what my uh, <laughs> that's my last meal. I've got right. a plan. Solid. Who's next? Any, you got, you yeah, got, I was gonna yeah. say. You all getting that or? Uh, I would I would eat pizza. I'm not really too picky, <laughs> but I do like pizza quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So I, I would do like I'd probably do like a supreme pizza. Okay. And uh, is alcohol allowed for whoever yeah. does yeah. for a last meal? I wasn't sure because you're in prison, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, it's your last meal. I'm pretty sure they they'd let you. I, Hopefully, I probably, probably have a few uh, a few domestic beers and uh, maybe a little uh, maybe a little whiskey. Right. Just to take take the edge off the uh, you know, the impending doom. The, yeah. The <laughs> I was gonna say Italian pizza. Like authentic Italian pizza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been. Do you have a drink with that pizza? Um, coffee. One last. Okay. I guess if it's your last time, sure. Yeah. Okay. I'll throw a nice coffee in mine just for for if it's our last time. You're gonna be energized for that. All right. right. I'm I'm gonna have enough energy to beat it because legally, if they try and kill you, you know, and they can't. You're free. <laughs> so you're don't, your look, don't is, look into that though. Your plan should yeah, get so say. hyped up that they can't kill you. That's right. Wow. Just drink they just it have all. to let you go. Yeah. Yeah. Just He's go been back. through enough, they'll say. <laughs> to go back to something I was talking about earlier, because I don't know if this is out yet. So if I if I was ever on death row or I knew I was gonna die, I'd want people to do like one of those campaigns where it's like you have to let them try this before they die. And it would be the Mountain Dew Riddler's brew. Oh my God. <laughs> and just that. <laughs> yeah. Just a drink. <laughs> just, no. Okay, but what if it tastes no like ass? I want to yeah. be inject. Oh I actually, that's how I want a lethal injection via. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, there we go. I like that idea. <laughs> it probably <laughs> will taste bad. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Mountain Dew is your base anyway, so it's, you don't have much of a chance. You're starting. Oh, yeah. True. <laughs> Well, hang on. Wait, I need to know what you guys would have. Oh, uh, flipping that. Yeah. Right. That's right. Um, well, <laughs> I would like a big, spo- a big bowl of spaghetti marinara with a mm-hmm. Sprite cranberry. Ooh, yeah. that's classy. The, the Sprite can- the cranberry, that's classy. That's I got classy. like 26 li- two liter bottles of it in my yeah, room. Yeah, like, he- I, I stocked up. I'm ready. <laughs> it was yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. LeBron's mix, but yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you guys remember that <laughs> um and i'd have a thai basil tofu with a side of um rice and uh mm. boba tea 
Ooh, Boba Tea. Yeah. We almost got that this weekend and I regretted it, but it was right after ice cream. And so I didn't know. Oh, that. yeah. <laughs> but definitely get it. It's very good. Yeah, oh, it's my favorite non Riddler's brew. <laughs> 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 that's like a cat, an award category you have to let us know when you try this riddler's brew and yeah. know if it's hot ass or not proposal we don't have to record it but we all get together live like this and watch mm-hmm. gooey try it <laughs> I, I don't even know if it's real for I that think- I exactly. just saw an image of it. I don't even know how real it is. But... It has to be real. Yeah, we're gonna will into existence. If it's not. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'll make uh, you your your own Riddler's brew. How about that, Gooey? Oh just yeah. Mix there you all go. of the Mountain Dew Ooh, flavors. Yeah. I've got the Christmas one oh, upstairs, so you can add that <laughs> one to the mix. There was a Christmas one. It's not that it's bad. A, oh, man. Uh, oh okay. That's a, that's by the way that's a stellar review of something. It's not that it's bad. Not that that's, bad. <laughs> that's how we typically review shit on the podcast too. It's yeah. not that bad. It's horrible. You know? Oh yeah, I want to try it now. It's not that bad. <laughs> really selling it. <laughs> so, if you could live in one fictional world for a week, where would you live? Mm. Wow, mm. good question. Thank you. Uh, mm. Post battle, post battle, Middle Earth. Oh, yeah. Thank you for being specific because a lot of people just say Middle Earth. And I'm yeah. just like, okay. So... I have no interest in being part of any of that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to hang out with the no drama. <laughs> no drama. Too much drama in Middle Earth. I'm going to say, I'm going to let somebody else go because I have an idea. Oh, no. <laughs> ben, you go. I don't have one. Oh the first God. thing that kind of came to my mind was Froopy Land from Rick, Rick and Marty. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So true. Good choice. I'm going to say, uh, have you guys seen Disenchantment? It's uh, uh, Matt so. Groening. It's the new Matt Groening show after Futurama. Futurama would have been a strong contender for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but Disenchantment, that's, that's mine. It's a, a wonderful show. If you haven't seen it. Oh, all right. I, know, I like... Uh... Like like Star Trek, I go hang yep. out on like a ship or something there. Mm-hmm. I'd be I'd like it just you just like manifest into the middle of space and then die. That would be <laughs> no, that seems without, like a without even getting your Mountain Dew. <laughs> They'll have all kind of space drinks in the future. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the only time you get the Riddle of <laughs> It's only in that it's yeah. universe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I have the honor of asking the last question, and every single person that we have spoken to have said that is the most important that's question. question. Oh. What is your favorite color? My child asks me this all the time. Do you have Do you have to answer the same thing every time? I do, and whenever those colors, she sees those colors, she goes. Well, there are two colors I say to her. I can, if you want me to narrow it down, I'm going to tell you it's Honolulu blue, which is the lion, uh, Detroit lion's color. Um, but mm-hmm. I would say um, blue and green. Um, and, and then whenever she sees, my daughter's name is Penny, whenever she sees those colors, she goes, oh, those are dad's favorite colors. You know, blue and green. So. <laughs> That's so cute. <laughs> Mine is cerulean blue. Oh, yeah, Bob Ross up in the, here. We got the blues in here. Mm-hmm. Do we? It's very specific blues. Yeah. <laughs> I I have a I usually I don't have like a cool specific answer, but when I see a specific color, I'm usually like that's a good color. You know? Yeah. 
damn fine color. But then when it comes like to an answer like this, I'm like, uh, that's green. my new favorite. Okay. Green. Yeah, right. green. Okay. Right. I thought you were gonna leave us hanging on that. When I see a specific color, that's when I know I like it, and then just pass the question <laughs> off. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> the, the last color I saw. <laughs> it's constantly changing. Oh, Skittles, what do I do? <laughs> Your brain fries. God. It's hard up here. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't I really don't think that I have one. If I if I was <laughs> purple looks nice on you. I'd say blue. Yeah, purple's nice. Purple? Right. Blue. Yeah, blue. see blue. We're okay. three for four. Nice right blue, now. Gooey. And this is officially, you have been kicked out of the band. <laughs> no! Blue. No, Sorry. Cerulean Blue. Yeah, I was, really, I was really hoping that the blue streak would continue and then Gooey yeah, had to fuck it, it up. The sweep, yeah. <laughs> the sweep is gone. I feel dead inside. <laughs> I can feel my life slowly turning towards blue. When I was young, it was all about red and then yeah. kind of green. Yeah, red is such a good young color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mature, you get wise. You move to blue. I wear a blue shirt now, and I'm like, this is pretty good. I could wear blue. It's good. Yeah, it's a pretty good color. Um. So as I said, that is all the questions we have today. Is there anything that you guys would like to plug? Ah, we just released an album. We chatted out for forty minutes. Yeah. Uh, it's called Unmake Me. We we, we just recorded a, a um, music video. I don't know when it'll be out. Ask Ben. <laughs> I don't either, so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Rio 2. I, yeah, watch Rio 2. Joker. Yeah, that's a, that's a good plug. Yeah. In October. I have an unusual plug for you. Okay. My favorite board game of all time is called Grand Austria Hotel. Mm-hmm. And I'm plugging that game. <laughs> huh? Okay. Uh, uh. <laughs> is it just because you like it? Yeah, it's great. Okay. Are you sponsored? What do you do? In I hope it? so. Uh, you guys got another hour. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. I think I gotta go yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, you are a a uh, hotelier, uh, hotelier restaurant mm-hmm. cafe owner, and mm-hmm. you try and attract people to your uh, hotel and mm-hmm. give them things they want to eat, and mm-hmm. then uh, stay in hotel rooms. It's a a uh, mid to heavyweight euro. Okay. You know, I don't know how much time you have. I'm not going to read it for you, but it's really good. Um, uh, and the components for it, uh, this is how I, I bring everybody in to play it because these okay. games take a long time to play. Coffee, cake, strudel, or coffee, strudel, wine, and cake. Yeah, those are the four components that you need in the game. Pretty cool, okay. huh? That's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty cool. All right. Is that all the plugs we got? John, give me a plug, bud. I thought I already did that. What was it? Uh, I don't know. Rio 2. Didn't, weren't you the one that yelled Rio, Rio 2, or was that gooey? Don't let him off the hook. <laughs> Other Jesse Eisenberg movies. <laughs> Jesse yeah. Eisenberg. Just watch Jesse Eisenberg. Batman yeah. vs. Superman. Oh, that's such a good series. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> I love Jesse Eisenberg so much. Okay. All right. Uh, well, thank you for now. This guy's been parting, and we're the Good Noise podcast.